Welcome to Grace from the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hello, Saturday. Saturday for us. We are trekking through February. Can you believe it's? Oh, yes, yes. It's already the 18th of February for us. Time flies when you're having fun. That is very true, even when you're not having fun. But I'm having fun with you. So. Hey, we watched the first Hitchcock movie. Yes, we are 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 just enjoying each other and watching. We got the set of Alfred Hitchcock, the ultimate collection. We watched our first one, Saboteur. Saboteur. I think that's how it's called. I don't know. Anyway, it was really good. We neither one of us had ever Stop seen that one. Yeah, it was. I never. I've yeah. seen a lot of his movies. I took yeah. that class years ago in right. undergrad and. Uh, but this one uh, I haven't seen, and it is it was quite interesting. Black and white, but, you know, I think it was one of his first. You know, he realized it was black and white. You are very, very open-minded. <laughs> it wasn't black and white, really? It oh, was wow. black and white. Were you not watching the movie? <laughs> what were you doing? I watched the movie with you, but it never clicked that it was black. That's pretty funny. That's sad. All uh, right. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I did learn some interesting facts. About, about Alfred? Yeah, about Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, what did you learn? He's scared of heights. He was scared of heights like you are. Oh, that's good. We're, we got something in common. Yeah. He also was scared of small children, which is kind of funny. I think he did. It's a massive. I don't know. Deep counseling. He there. was also afraid of police officers. Oh, man. And there's a story behind that. And he was always afraid that his next movie would not be as good as the one prior. He was a perfectionist. He was a perfectionist. Sounds like his father was very, very strict on him. Probably. And he never learned how to drive because he was scared. If he did, yeah. he would go too fast and the police officers would stop him and give him a ticket. The speed limit. Well, I don't know. I guess he didn't feel like he had it in him to follow <laughs> the rules. But anyway, when he was like a teenager, right. his dad sent him to... Uh, the the police station with some kind of letter, and after they read the letter, they threw him, Alfred Hitchcock, in jail. Now, he was only in there for like 15 minutes, but it was enough to freak him out, and he ended up being scared of the police officers ever, ever after that. And it Bless didn't explain, heart. you know, I, maybe there's some story somewhere, but in the little booklet that came with the movies, um, it didn't explain why he was thrown into prison. Do you think that, uh, that pro- you know, a lot of his psychological issues, I think, probably yeah. played a part in the movies he, he created? Uh, could be. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. But very interesting. Today, we want to shout out to... Buenos Aires. Yes, we Argentina. Do. Yes, we're so glad to have you listening. Thank you so much. Do please check out our website, graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us, Dr. Jonathan, at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can call or text 251-244-4645. We do have a merchandise store at Etsy. It's shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. You can uh, sponsor our our podcast monthly if you would like. Yes. And these things go towards missions and future ministries. And also, if you would like to have a porn blocker on your devices, which is a very, very good thing, especially nowadays. I recommend it for everybody. Yes. Absolutely. Especially if you have kids. Yes. Kids, teenagers, definitely. Um if you use the promo code GRACE1998, you will get one month free. And we have a link in our show notes where you can click and get to that site to get that one month free. 
Also, we started a TikTok just to introduce ourselves to the world sad. and to show little shorts really about sad. nobody's watched it yet. That's really sad. I know. We're so sad. So if do we you need would, to go up like on a, do some extreme type I don't thing? think we don't do extremes. Now, you at one time did something they extreme. They don't want to see us. They're scared. They're scared <laughs> of seeing what we <laughs> look like. So if you're interested in what we look like, we did do video shorts on TikTok. Just look for Grace in the Shadows. Uh, we will do more, but I mean, I'm like, why should we do more? Nobody's watching them. So help us out so we don't feel sad. <laughs> We're amateurs at TikTok. I mean, that's kind of like a. Yeah, I mean, I like to watch. I like to. I know that there's bad things on TikTok. I get that. Yeah. I, I get that. I do not watch those things. But I get on there and like watch animal videos and fluffy baby cow videos. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of house cow videos on there. And I sit in the middle of the night and laugh and wake Jonathan up at them sometimes. <laughs> probably most of our clientele yeah. or people that listen are probably uh, middle midlifers. Maybe. Yeah, yeah but, you know, midlifers get on TikTok and they watch do? Fluffy Baby, baby Cows, okay. too. So get on there. Find us, Grace in the Shadows. You know, okay. give us some likes. We would love that. And then we can make some more shorts, but we're not going to do total video podcasts because you, we look kind of crazy when we're doing it. So, I'm very yeah. self-conscious. I, I am too. I like to have more voice. Yeah. And just little shorts are fine. But if they're going to, if y'all are going to sit there and watch us like for yeah. 30 minutes, <laughs> oh. then we would freak out. So anyway, help us out. Give us some views on TikTok so we don't feel so sad. <laughs> All right, Dr. J, do you have some facts for us today? Well, this is interesting. At Yale and the Ivy League schools in the 1940s and 70s, uh, Harvard, Brown, others, required freshmen to pose nude for a photo shot. What? Yeah, people like George W. Okay. Bush, Hillary Clinton, others. Oh the goal was to gather material for a massive study on how, to how rickets developed. Rickets? Well, it involved sticking pins to the back of the subjects, male and female. What on a earth? A generation of the country's elite who went up to these Ivy League schools, posed in archives of naked photos of wow. women uh, figures. And they say they destroyed them. Mm, now, they say. You know, there's a lot of secrets in this place. Yeah, well, there are the Ivy Leagues. I mean, I wouldn't know. I didn't go to an Ivy League. So, no. But there might be some listeners out there that did. And any of y'all have this experience, let us know so we can talk about it. Well, you know, they probably kept some of those pictures and say, hey, hey George, if you don't agree with this law, or oh we're going to show your picture from your freshman year. I just, I mean, okay, I respect people that get into Ivy League. Y'all are like top of the top, smart of the smart, and Excellent. that's amazing. And so glad that you were there. But I don't think I would be able to do this. I think I would say, okay, I'm just going to go to a county. Uh, to well, a, it's not just <laughs> about school smarts. Now. I mean, you have to be like amazingly smart. And if oh yeah. And, you know, most of this is about who you know. It really well, is. It's status. It's the elite. Yeah. True. Which we are not. We are not the elite. <laughs> so we did not have that experience. I'll be honest. Now, kudos mm -hmm. to Liberty. I hope they check this out because I have a resume in Liberty University. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah. Um, you know, I have more respect for university, Liberty University than I right. have some of the Ivy League schools because they're solid. They uh, are and, solid. And yeah. Biblical things. And, and, yeah. And their sports well, teams are yeah. doing good getting out there. Um, definitely. I know that there has been some, you know, not so wonderful stories. But, but, but I do think. Yeah. 
you know, it is a very interesting story about yeah. the Ivy League schools. I, right. I respect those people. I mean, you have to really work hard there. There's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. social class. Yeah, and, uh, so, definitely. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other? Let's give us one more. In ancient Asia, death by elephant was a popular form of execution. Oh. They could be taught to slowly break bones, crush skulls, twist off limbs, even execute people using large blades fitted to their tusk. Oh, wow. In some, in some parts of Asia, this method of execution was still popular up to the 19th century. Right. And so instead of Cujo dog, this was Cujo elephant. That's pretty scary. I like elephants, but I would not want to be trampled or attacked by one. That would be very painful. So, yeah. All right. You hear about Mary Had a Little Lamb? Oh, you have another fact. I have heard about Mary Had a Little Lamb. You know how that poem goes? Mary had a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow. Yeah, and everywhere that Mary went, went, the lamb was sure to go. Well, Mary, indeed, was a little lamb. Had a little lamb. Her name was Mary Sawyer. She was 11 year old oh. who lived in Boston. 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 One day was followed by, to school by her pet lamb. So this is like a real story. It is like a, oh, it is a real it story. It is a real story. Okay, then. In right. the late 1860s, she helped raise money for an old church by selling wool from her little lamb. Oh, I'm going to nice lamb little Mary. Oh, wow. But today, we're going to talk about the law. Right. Uh, you know, what would society, can you imagine a world where there's no boundaries to protect us? I think it would be a very tough world. I mean, like, I'm in the education field. I have been in classrooms that were that didn't have boundaries, that didn't have protocols and practices in place. And it was crazy. So I can imagine a world like that, which would not be a good situation. And, you know, we hear about defunding the police and places like that. I just don't think that's a good idea. We need the law and we need people to enforce the law. We are better off with a dictatorship than yes. we are having anarchy. Which anarchy is saying a lot, is, yeah. Is awful. Right. Uh, we have speed laws. Mm-hmm. We have laws protect from crime and violence. Mm-hmm. Laws are important. We have, uh, but the law began, actually, the law began in Genesis. True. Everyone and, and knows what's. Back up a minute. You weren't saying that it's good to have a dictatorship. You're just saying that would be better. So just want, just want, uh, don't want to really think you want to be a dictator, have a dictator. Oh, no, I'm not advocating <laughs> Right, 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 right. What I'm saying is is history, it has been proven yes. that a totalitarian state, which is a dictatorship, yeah. and I'm not advocating no, that. No, no, no. But at least you have law. Yes. And order. Yes, which we need. Um, but... It has also been proven anarchy is is the worst type of not mm. gov- no government. Absolutely, and that's what that's what I meant. So yeah, gotcha. don't take that and say. Yeah, I'm I just poor. want to you know clarify for you. Let me let me make something very clear though. Jesus is not coming with a democracy. No, he's Jesus not. Jesus is coming with a dictatorship. Yes, and people are either going to go by his law, his rule, right, uh, and that is to love him with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength, or they're not. Right, and so that is. Uh, but he gave these laws in Exodus chapter 20, 18 to 26. Okay. Um, God, God gave us these laws not to be some sort of a joy killer. Right. Joy killer. No. He's not trying to um, be uh, put, put legalism on us. Right. 
God gave us these laws to protect us from ourselves Mm -hmm. and from him. Yeah. I mean, laws give us a safe place, give us safety. I mean, you taught for many years. Yes. What's a classroom like? (laughs) Yeah. What's a classroom like? It's not good. I mean, you get someone wants to be buddies with their kids. Oh, yeah. Students. Yeah, I've I've seen that happen. What's that look like? It's not good. I mean, the kids don't know who's in control. And if you go in there and try to control it, then you're the bad guy. And it's just not a good situation at all. And not much learning can occur in a place like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have these to protect our society. Protect Absolutely. Us, protect us from God. Yes. You know, they, they had just crossed the Red Sea. God parted the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And uh, they arrived at Mount Sinai yeah. in Arabia. Yes. And God begins to speak in Exodus 19, 19, as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? They actually heard the voice of God. I think they had checked their britches. <laughs> Probably I think they had, so. Yeah. I mean, seriously, because God's voice is loud and commanding. And I can imagine that was very, very... Uh, intimidating. Uh, intimidating, scary. scary. I mean, all those words. <laughs> I cannot imagine. I mean, I used to be concerned or scared when my dad... You know, got on me about something. Right. His voice. Yeah. Can you imagine the father in heaven? No. I mean. God. God speaking to you. Elohim. I'm like. Yahweh. I am. And, and for everybody to hear. And there were lots of people. So he had 2. a big 5 voice. Million. Yes. There you go. He had a big voice for all those people to hear. And it's just, I can imagine it was quite daunting. And there was a trumpet blast. There was trumpets blowing. Nice. Uh, so, you know, also in Thessalonians, it says that. When Jesus comes to get his church, to mm-hmm. rapture his church, yes, Harpazo, that he is going, the trumpet of the archangel is going to blow. Absolutely. Uh, for victory. Yes. For, you know, uh, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But here it's victory, but it's also, uh, it's about a mission, mm-hmm. a mission to give the people the law. Mm-hmm. They gave the people of the law uh, so that they would know uh what what separates them from the world absolutely you know they had pagan countries the amorites the philistines the canaanites yeah termites <laughs> parasites well okay no termites no, <laughs> no termites no parasites. they were surrounded on every side by people that um did not follow god that followed little g gods yeah. i mean and they came out of egypt who definitely celebrated and followed little gods so they needed something to you know kind of cling to to help them know and to also set them apart as God's people. Yes. And these laws help to do that. You know, and these these uh they actually put limits around the mountain because it was set apart as being holy mm-hmm. because God was there. Yes. Uh you know, we are supposed to be holy as he's holy. Yes, we are. And these laws that God is going to give them mm-hmm gives them a standard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because, you know, even after the laws are written by the hand of God, Mm -hmm. we're going to see that 
Moses comes down and they're going to already have an idol. Yeah, well, that's true. Not today. But yeah, we, we won't talk that. about this today, but we'll see yeah. that later. Yeah, I mean, they needed something to keep them on the straight and narrow to do the right thing. So what are some of the commandments? that you you remember any of them? Oh, you shall have no other gods before yeah. thee. Cannot, you should not covet. You shouldn't. Thou shalt not kill. Murder. Murder. Shall not murder. Covet. Yeah, covet. Use the Lord's God's name in vain. Right. Just, right. you know, uh, mm-hmm. makes, are they simple? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they are very simple, but yet they're also difficult. Well, I think they're simple. I mean, these commandments were all addressed to ordinary Israelites. Right. Ordinary people. Mm-hmm. Not not only to the religious elite of the day. No, it was to everybody. Everyone was yeah. to follow them. I mean, we tell our kids, you know, mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our kids to watch their language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tell our kids not to steal. Right. Or not to hurt someone. Or, right. Yeah. We all have that written in our heart. Yeah. But these are kind of simple. They are simple. So it's not just to some elite group. No. This was to regular, everyday, ordinary people to follow, just like us. So God speaking, Mm -hmm. I am God, (laughs) and everyone's shaking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, who do they get to go up there? I mean, they all could have said, let's all go up there. They could have, but they sent Moses. Moses? Mm Mm-hmm. It said uh, in in Exodus 20, uh, verses um, 18 through 21. Go ahead and read that. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. So God was really wanting to speak to all of them. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, 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 no. We'll just stay right here. Moses, you go on up and you talk to him. They were scared, which is sad. It's really yeah. sad. I mean, they, they could have gotten these laws from God's very mouth at that point. That's right. So, you know, the, those laws were not invented at Mount Sinai. These no. laws uh, were clearly and mm-hmm. definitely laid out by God yeah. written in our hearts. Right. Uh, uh, hearts of man since Adam and Eve, the yes. creation of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. But these were made. So, you know, it's interesting. It's not that we didn't have the law. But when people took the Ten Commandments down mm-hmm. from schools, mm-hmm. school crime went through the roof. Yeah. I mean, they used to be up in, you know, in government buildings. I mean, I know some of them probably still have them. Mm-hmm. But they were in schools. You know, the first textbook was basically the Bible when mm-hmm. people started, you know, learning how to read and things like that. So, you know, they were revered and followed, but as you said, you know, they started, you know, they started taking them down and people started doing bad, <laughs> doing horrible things. You know, there's just something about putting them on a wall or yeah. putting them on the refrigerator. Right. That separates them and makes them more serious. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is important. We need to have this here. You know, I was kind of a mischievous kid growing up. Like, no, that's hard for you to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, my mom and dad put some things 
on on the refrigerator, and that made it a lot more powerful <laughs> and authoritative. Yeah. So when God wrote these on the the, the stone, mm-hmm. uh, the, this was serious business. Well, and he wrote it with his own finger. Yeah. Pretty cool. In, in his book, The Abolition of Man, C.S. Lewis explained how there's, there certainly is a universal morality among men. He gave concrete examples of how cultures, mm-hmm. the past, were able to agree, a basis of morality mm-hmm. that are implanted in man's heart. Yes. All cultures, for instance, murder is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kindness is good. Yeah, true. All agree obligations to our family are important. Honesty is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man can't have any any woman he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stealing's wrong. Justice right? is good. Cowardice yeah. is, is, you know, no cultures advocate cowardice. No. Good. No, no, definitely not. And bravery is being bad. Right. So these codes are things we already know. Yeah. But sometimes people have got to have these things written down, black and white, stone, <laughs> you know, to, to look at, to remind ourselves of. Do you think a lot of those people were scared of God because they knew how how wicked and, unright, and, and sinful oh. they were? I'm sure. And they knew, I mean, they probably knew he would, could call them out and uh, could call them by name and could kill them right there. They knew that they had seen what God had done back in Egypt and they had seen, you know, the plagues and the miraculous things, how they had been set apart and how the, you know, if the people didn't have the, the doors painted, the firstborn son. So they had seen these things. They had seen God's power. Yeah. And it scared them, I'm sure. I'm sure. So they yeah. just gave Moses. Moses was kind of like a type of, G- of Jesus, mm-hmm. a mediator between yeah. God and man. Yeah. He he was the one that, that well, and, and he represented God. <clears throat> he represented God to Pharaoh. And so they saw him representing God. So they're like, well, you just go on up there, talk to God, and we'll just stay right here and wait for you. So, I mean, I think that they they saw him as the one that could commune and talk to God rather than themselves. So he was a type of Savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. The law of It's the law of God, not the law of Moses. All people... Some people would say the law of Moses, right? But this is God's law, and no one's above it. Not even Moses. No, no. I bet he was a little daunted too about you know going up there and talking to God. What face said when face. he came down, his head was shining. Yeah, like his a, face was shining, yeah. glowing. Yeah, glowing. And and they were like, okay, you're gonna have to cover that up. We so, can, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I don't know. Just can you imagine the experience of being there, hearing from being right there with God and hearing, you know, what you needed to follow and do? Pretty cool. You know, it doesn't just say that certain behavior is unwise or mm-hmm. unhelpful. It says that God commands us to do or not do certain things. And it 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 either says or implies that God sees our obedience yeah. or disobedience. Right. It measures our obedience or disobedience. Yeah. So God, in some way, God rewards obedience, punishes disobedience. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, once again, it starts to point to Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, we break these every day and there's no way to to not. It's not there's no real way to go through a day without breaking. I sin every day. Yeah. I, I probably I may even sin in the next couple of minutes. I, you know, right. That's how much 
this shows us, yeah. the law shows us that we need a savior. And we're going to get there in just a second. You're exactly right. Right. Yeah. I don't think we're even going to get to the whole Ten Commandments today, are we? We're not going to. This is going to be a little bit of a process. It's probably going to yeah. be a couple. A couple uh, yeah, because yeah. we're yeah we're already reaching the end. But uh, to sum like some sum, summation of this. To sum it up. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That's all, folks. The uh, idea of God-based moral codes seems to become less and less popular. Uh-huh. I think the biggest lie that Satan gives right. is there is no moral code right that that laws and what's right and wrong Mm -hmm. is 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 relative yeah and we see this in some big word called postmodernism yes where what we feel is right right and what is true is true for you but not true for us and god is thrown out uh, as as some mythical person that you know basically is impersonal and doesn't care Yeah. And we definitely see this in society today. So, you know, we need order, we need laws, but we need them from God and we need to follow them from God. Romans 1 says in the end times that man will worship, you know, he will uh, repress the truth to worship a lie. Yes. That he will repress the word, the truth, God's law, God's Mm -hmm. word, and worship the creation uh, rather than the creator. And that's definitely happening today. Ha- happening today. We're both a little tongue-tied today. Well, anyway, so thank you for listening. And we do hope that you realize that God can take your mess and turn to a message for his glory for our good. All right. Have a great day.